Welcome to Community Pulse from Environmental Design Group, highlighting the transformations happening in our communities and celebrating the leaders making them happen. Tammy Naguki, her EDG co-host and their special guest, reveal insights that are driving our communities forward, right now on Community Pulse. Welcome, everyone. My name is Tammy Naguki, and I'm with Environmental Design Group. You are joining us for the EDG Community Pulse podcast. I'm joined today by Stephanie Smith, also from Environmental Design Group, and Ron Romans, President of Commercial Recreation Specialists, or can we call it CRS, Ron? CRS is great, Tammy. Awesome. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm going to do a quick introduction of Ron, but I just want to say hello and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, uh, Tammy, and I'm really excited to be here. And Stephanie, it's good to be with you today as well. Uh, thanks for the invite, and I'm uh, looking forward to the next uh, uh, hour or so, or however long we're doing this. So uh, exciting stuff. Super. Thanks, Ron. So um, Ron Romans, President of CRS Design, uh, is the president of Commercial Recreation Specialist, Ron oversees all facets of the company. He has a proven executive management track record and over 30 years of experience in the commercial recreation, attractions, and water sports industries. Prior to founding CRS in 1999, Ron was a founder of Rave Sports, a frontrunner in the water sports industry, and inventor of the water trampoline. Okay, that's one of my favorites. As president, Ron has positioned CRS as a leader in the commercial recreation industry and specializes in aiding public and private entities through the development of water and land-based recreation zones from, from concept through completion. Under his guidance, CRS has full design services through CRS Design, a construction division, operations management, and consulting, and expanded its offerings to include open water inflatables, splash pads, custom miniature golf, playgrounds, and other premium recreation amenities. Wow, thanks, Ron. Looks like uh, you're doing a lot of fun stuff. (laughs) This is the fun podcast. It's all about play and experiences and all that cool things that we can add to our projects. I was just thinking we were... um, we were in on a cruise uh, last year, and we stopped at Cos- in Cozumel, and they had this whole beach sure. of inflatables in the water. Oh, yeah. We didn't have the kids with us, so we're like, oh, we just hang out on the beach. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We're getting out there. And we awesome. were climbing all over this stuff. And it was we were like 14 again. It was so awesome. Yeah. I think that's what, you know, really is attractive. What attracts us to it is that any generation can, can do it, you know. And it's a fun thing that we can do with our kids, multi-generational and whatever. But um, I just wanted to, uh, again, extend a thank you to you, Ron, for joining us on this uh, Community Pulse. We're happy to have you as our guest today. And I was just thinking back, but it's really hard to believe. But it's, we met, you and I, almost a year ago over a Zoom video conference. And then, (laughs) you know, finally in person, it was at a Jellystone in Caledonia, Wisconsin, where we toured their amazing Bear Paw Beach and Adventure Island. So some time between that. So I guess, you know, while we not many things have changed since then, we're still wearing our mask and we're keeping (laughs) our distance. But outdoor recreation is still is just booming, you know, right? It's a lot going on. So it's I, a good time, good time to be in outdoor recreation. People it, want people mm-hmm. want their space and they want to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just kind of there's a real uh, void I think that it fills, you know, within the current situation where we're at today. Absolutely, business is booming. How are things with your business, Ron? Are you successful right now riding this train? You know, it, it, it's it is very very interesting. Um, where when you know this all started in March of last year, and and for us that's kind of coming into peak season where getting all of these uh, 
you know, all of our customers are getting ready for their season to serve their clients and their guests to create their guest experience. And uh, COVID hit, you know, uh, towards mid or the end of March, and everything kind of went on hold. So it was, uh, you know, it was uh, a little dicey for a while, and we had a lot of clients that didn't open, like our summer camps and some of those folks. Um, the interesting thing was that people really moved to the outdoor recreation, and it really helped us. Um, we came through the year quite well, and uh, what we're seeing now is really a huge amount of pent-up demand uh, getting ready for this next season. Um, we've never seen the activity levels like we have uh, at the beginning of the year this year. So, um, you know, this uh, the whole pandemic has moved people outside. It's got them camping and recreating and doing things they hadn't done before. And uh, so the markets are getting ready to serve those guests. So it's actually been, uh, I think it's a bounce back year and might even bounce ahead uh, mm-hmm. this year. So the business has really been good. It's a good time to be in uh, in recreation. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm going to jump ahead in some of our questions, but I'm going to ask you, and I know that because that business demand, it's really kind of spawned additional innovation. So can you sure. tell us the story about the bear duck? <laughs> You know, that's actually uh, it's it's a good story, and and uh, uh, and and the reason that the bear duck came back up was uh, we actually were trying to uh, order kayaks, a place uh, order for several hundred kayaks with our manufacturer this year, uh, the in December, and our manufacturer said, Ron, I can't fill your order. Our 2021 production is sold out. So they're already sold out of production on wow. kayaks for 2021. Wow. So uh, I said, wow, I've got several thousand customers that we need to serve, and I don't have, I don't have kayaks. So we decided that, okay, we're going to make our own kayak, and we're going to mold our own and work with a rotomolder molder and just get this done. So then it was, okay, we need a name, right? Oh, no. And anyways, the name, the name we came up was, with was Bear Duck, and that was inspired from when I was a kid growing up in uh, northeast Iowa in a small farming community. Uh, we would ride our bikes out to the trout stream, and we would sleep under the stars. We'd fish and catch trout and crawdads and, you know, just hang out by the stream for, like, days on edge. And uh, um, I was uh, about in seventh grade. My brother was a sophomore in high school, and they had a – uh, a high school biology project, and uh, him and his him and his uh, friend decided that uh, they would make an uh, an animal paw an animal paw cast out of plaster of Paris for uh, high school biology. They were studying animal footprints and stuff, and they uh, came up with a footprint that was the cross between a bear and a duck, huh? a bear, a claw-footed bear, uh, and a web uh, duck-like. Uh, foot. They made this, and then they developed a story uh-huh. that they told <laughs> the girls in biology class about the bear duck that roamed uh, northeast Iowa. And uh, it was a lot like snipe hunting. Uh, and then I think <laughs> later on, they actually took those girls bear duck hunting. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> snipe hunting. Uh, but uh, so the bear duck was a legend that was actually created when we were kids out at the trout stream. And then it uh, migrated into the high school biology class, and the, and the biology teacher bought into it, and he propagated it. And so, anyways, it became, it became kind of a thing when we were kids, and uh, we needed a name for this kayak line, and we kind of needed a story. And uh, so I, 
I said to a friend, how about bear duck? And he says, I like that. He, you know, it's tough like a bear, floats like a duck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a commercial-grade kayak we're making, but uh, the story came from uh, our bear duck legend from when we were kids. You know, Ron, that's hilarious that you have somehow managed to combine your innovative and creative spirit with something that combines the outdoors and that legend and lore that we talk about with camps. And I think that's hilarious that, of course, it was you that did that. Well, it was, you know, it's really interesting because I think back to those days, you know, when we were kids, and that's how we recreated. Yeah. We were back to nature. We were active. Uh, it was out by the trout stream. It was doing our things. It was creative. It was unstructured. It was unprogrammed. It was just great. It, I mean, we... You know that that uh, that play was uh, was our work back then. Day, so, days uh, it blurred. Was a very good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so clearly, from that story, we have a really good sense of your kind of creative, innovative style, and I'm guessing that that played a big role in kind of spawning the creation of your company of CRS. And we we know, you know, kind of from your bio that it started out of your basement way back in 1999, which I guess is dating yeah. all of us. Mm. So, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, how did this idea come about? And tell us a little bit more about your company. Well, well, it's um, thanks, thanks for asking, and it's uh, it's interesting because I had prior to starting this company, I'd been involved with uh, several small companies uh, in commercial recreation and water sports, serving the resort uh, resorts through the Caribbean and, and Florida, and and uh, and uh, I was working for a manufacturer at the time, and I was uh, vice president of commercial markets. And uh, so I was in charge of sales and leasing of equipment and also managing concessions for this water sport company. And you mentioned it was uh, uh, Rave Sports. We may talk about it later. And, uh, you know, my challenge was um, that when I was as a manufacturer and I was a VP of commercial markets, you know, we had a, this floating trampoline. We had this product line. And every quarter I had to hit my numbers and we were manufacturing this. And our whole goal in life was to, like, make this product and, you know, sell it into the marketplace and be profitable. And I had all of these clients from my past uh, 11 years in the industry. And I knew about all their, you know, you know uh, things that they needed and ways I had ideas on how we could help them be successful. And uh, all I had for them was a floating trampoline, right? So <laughs> – Whatever your problem was, I had the solution, and it was this product that we manufactured. <laughs> so from that, I really felt like I wanted to be in a business where, you know, we were really providing solutions, where we were able to help our customers succeed and uh, to create guest experience. And uh, so, you know, I left that company and uh, worked with management, hired a replacement, and we moved our uh, four kids at the time to Madison, built a house, and I put in eight phone lines in the basement and uh, started commercial recreation supply at the time. And the the uh, really the uh, goal of the company primarily was to uh, provide recreation solutions that help our customers succeed. And uh, so we um, brought on several product lines and tried to really, you know, target the lines that we knew really, really worked in a commercial environment that held up to the day-to-day, -day, you know, hard uses, um, some, some, some key brands. And, and uh, so we started there in 99, and we started as commercial recreation supply, just merely uh, as a supply company. And my business partner, Rich Wells, and, and his partner in New Jersey 
Um, we worked together as we started it, and then in 2004, uh, we changed it to commercial recreation specialists, uh, where we're really, uh, you know, focusing on consult, you know, the consultative sales approach, and really focusing on the customer's uh, business and how we can help them be successful, and then provide recreation solutions to get them there. Uh, so that's kind of how we started, and <laughs> kind of what our goal is a little bit. I love that you mentioned experience, Ron. And, you know, we talk a lot about millennials and especially right now during COVID, um, you know, everybody's looking for something to do that's not indoors. And there's a lot of competition out there now. You know, there's everybody's yeah. trying to draw those dollars. So I think what you're doing is um, is paramount to that, to that bringing that success to the organizations that you work with and bringing that experiential um, experience to to those uh, to those places where people can actually go and instead of spending money on things or you know acquiring more stuff, um, they're actually creating memories. So I, I'm curious um, how you how do you describe the ideal experience de- destination? What does it look like in your mind? You know that that's really really a great that's a really great question, a really great question because you know we work with. You know, about 50% of our business is public, working with municipal agencies and counties and states and military, and the other 50% is private, you know, mm-hmm. cruise line islands, campgrounds, summer camps, resorts. Uh, and so we're seeing all of these different venues, right? And so the ideal destination or that ideal experience, you know, for me, I think it really starts with very uh, intentional design, uh, thinking on the front end of this destination or this experience of how it's affecting, you know, uh, all the different demographics. So the ideal destination for me um, really has something for each of the ages. It intentionally thinks about how the toddler plays, Mm -hmm. how the adolescent plays, how the teenager plays, where's mom, where's dad, where's grandma, where's grandpa. you know, so it really touches on all those all those ages, and you think through in your mind or through in the design on how these folks are going to circulate or interact within that space, right? And uh, so it it appeals to those ages. Uh, then I think it also has elements of the different types of recreation, both active and passive. Um, you know, it, you know, what are the uh, you know, the active recreation elements people can participate in and, and then, you know, or does it, it also needs to have just a great place to just sit back and relax, you know, just enjoy the sense of place that you're in. Right. Um, nature, uh, for me, uh, getting it back to nature or tying nature in, water, and, um, you know, or maybe a link to nature. Um, it may not be in nature, but it's, it's you know, natural elements are coming into play. Maybe there's water features or what have you. Um, I like also uh, the ideal destination to me is to have a combination of wet play and dry play. Um, you know, so it, varying experiences. And I, I, I learned, uh, and I think it's a trend now, um, people seem to want to control their experience, right? Mm-hmm. Where a number of years ago, you'd go to a theme park and it was all themed and you would sit in a ride and it would take you through the ride, the roller coaster or a themed ride. Right. Right. Uh, Now people want to come into spaces where they actually control their destiny 
in that experience. I can go this way a little more challenging or this way a little more passive, you know, but the entire family can, can be in that area at that destination. Um, and then I think the last thing that makes the ideal destination for me is always good food and a, you know, a good beverage. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Ryan, just thinking of all that is, it sounds like a monumental task to think of everything. I mean, I, Steph and I both have four kids and, you know, when we plan our vacations, we're, I know what I want to do. I got a pretty good idea of what the kids want to do. But beyond that, we're not thinking about, you know, what if we had smaller children? What if we brought our grandparents? So I think, you know, for you and what you're doing to really think outside the box and go that extreme and really consider all of those aspects is, is really fascinating to me. It's, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I mean, we've got a, a you know, a great team here at CRS and, and salespeople, and we handle about 65 product lines, um, you know, uh, with some great products. And I tell our guys, you know, I said, you know, you need to understand the basics of the product. Uh, and we can go to the experts, the manufacturers to get more understanding of the product. Mm -hmm. I said, so you need a little bit of that knowledge, but where you really need your knowledge is to understand your customer. What business are they in? What are they trying to deliver for their guest? What makes them successful? What keeps their guests smiling? How do they appeal to these different age ranges and groups and, and in this way? So if we can really understand the customer um, and we focus on them and how we can help them be successful, all these other things about, you know, providing equipment and service and, you know, things that at the end of the day, we, you know, we, you know, we have to be profitable to sustain the business. But those things are going to happen because our focus is on the customer and how we make them succeed. If we can do that, you know, now we've got a customer for five years, 10 years, you know, <laughs> as long as we're in, we're in business and they're in business. Um, and it's just not a product sale and then on to the next one. Um, right. So and that makes a lot of sense, you know, in terms of really kind of understanding your company and how it's evolved, not just from, you know, providing products, but full on, you know, services, even to, you know, a turnkey right. operation. And I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, because, you know, as you know, those of us know who work in the recreation industry, there's not a lot of companies that can provide, you know, the, the beginning to the end services, you know, and even operate, you know, sites. And it's a right. lot for, you know, some, especially some of these parks to take on, you know, a whole new recreational experience and try to figure out, okay, how do I train people? How do I staff mm. people? You know, what's the revenue? What's the ROI? Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's mind boggling when you start thinking about that. So I'm just curious, you know, how you kind of have navigated that process to provide those services. Well, I, I, yeah, that's a great question. I'm asking myself that quite a bit too. Um, uh, <laughs> same question. And I'd like to tell you that it was a very well-played, well-laid plan, but um, quite frankly, we evolved into it. Um, you know, my background, as I mentioned, I've spent a lot of time in water sports and at resorts and interacting, you know, in my earlier days. So I've got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, experience. Uh, and I uh, really try to make a point of learning everywhere I go from the people that I meet and from those experiences. So I'm a very experiential learner. Um, as we got into the business, we were just, you know, kind of really trying to figure out what products we can offer. And then as we grew and, and we built our team and with good people, uh, we started seeing other areas that weren't being served 
or other areas of opportunity where customers needed help. And we knew from working with so many clients, we have about 4,000 um, customers uh, that we've worked with over the years, serving so many clients in these different um, categories, um, we just started moving into other areas. Um, you know, for example, we uh, were providing uh, these uh, inflatable Wibbit and uh, Rave, these big floating trampolines and these aqua parks. And we started to develop a concept called water-based family entertainment centers, where it was basically a family entertainment center, but around a lake, right? So you design everything around the lake. And, you know, and I, uh, we had a client in Indiana, uh, Whiting, a city, that said, you know, we'd like to do this on our beach, but we don't know if we can handle this. You know, do you know a group that can do this? And uh, I thought about it for a while, and, you know, from my past experience of managing water sport concessions and parasailing, and, you know, I, I knew what it would take, and, uh, and I knew a few folks that, uh, you know, had some experience. So I, uh, you know, I told, uh, I told the owner or the municipality, I said, you know, uh, we would be open to coming in and bringing this in and managing it for you mm -hmm. and doing this, right? So that was kind of the start of our uh, Empire Recreation Management Division that uh, manages and operates uh, concessions. Um, you know, from there, that was that first idea. And, you know, like I say, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, uh, we made the commitment, so then we had to figure out you know how to get it done and get it open for season and make it uh, uh, make it work. Um, we were able to do that, and uh, after we got the first season out of the way, then you know uh, we identified the areas that we needed help with, uh, and we went out and found uh, really good people to help us do that. So, um, you know, for myself, you know, I'm pretty good at uh, the ideas and putting things together and understanding how things can work. Um, but uh, I need to find uh, people better than me at managing the day-to-day -day operations and doing all those things on a daily basis. So that's where I really go out and try and find, uh, you know, a, a great team uh, uh, to surround myself with. Um, so we've also uh, saw uh, with some of our smaller clients, uh, you know, we brought on, we brought in our own, uh, you know, landscape architect and design and, and such. And, you know, again, we had... Uh, clients that were asking for this that didn't have really large projects that might go to, you know, a, a group like EDG and they need all the civil and, you know, all this stuff to go with it. But it was like almost like small boutique stuff, right? So we uh, started uh, CRS Design that focuses more prim primarily on the conceptual development side of things. Um, and then as we were getting into that and we were growing, uh, then we brought on a, a couple of uh, construction crews. Uh, so as we're designing and providing product, uh, we figured, well, we should probably be building this stuff too. Uh, and then um, now we also provide the training and the setup uh, and then uh, operations training and uh, point of sale. And uh, it's kind of evolved over the years. Um, into all these little different areas, kind of uh, vertically integrated, um, I guess. Uh, but uh, it wasn't, I'd like to say it was a well-laid plan, and this is what we set out to do. Uh, but I think it's a lot more of listening to the market and the opportunity and being aware of where things are trending 
and being uh, 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 nimble enough to pivot mm-hmm. uh, and uh, creative enough to, uh, you know, put it together quickly and, and, uh, and get it done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, clearly throughout all your stories, again, you can see kind of that creative heart um, and that kind of idea of innovation that extends through pretty much everything you do, you know, from the time that you guys started CRS you know, to the time that you were at Rave Sports. So I'm just wondering, you know, how do you um, kind of impart that enthusiasm and that creative mindset, you know, across your company? Because at this point, clearly you can't do it all by yourself. (laughs) It's gotten too big, too wide, too large. And, you know, to identify all those opportunities, you know, kind of what's your um, what's your secret? Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a great question, too. And I think I see my uh, my job, I guess you know, as president of the company is to try to stay out ahead of it and to try to uh, create culture and to get people in the same mindset, right? So I really uh, go back to the roots of how we started and, um, and what the focus was. And it's really, you know, trying to really impart that we need to have a, we're here to serve the customer. We need to have a servant mentality on how we can help them be successful. So let's not focus on our products or our manufacturers or the things we do. Let's focus on them, right? And so we really look for people that have a servant mentality, that uh, get excited about inspiring the human spirit through recreation, uh, that uh, buy into the fact that by providing uh, recreation and creating memories and, and these types of things, we're, we're, we're doing a really positive thing for society, you know. So so a lot of it is the people that we're bringing in uh, buying into that thought process, that we're doing something bigger than just, you know, installing some, uh, you know, a splash pad or a miniature golf course and getting on to the next one. We're actually helping this business owner succeed with his business, grow his business, and create memories that people will talk about, you know, They'll tell their grandkids about, you know, the vacation they went on when they were a kid. So it's kind of uh, uh, really uh, pushing out the bigger picture, that it's it's bigger than just us and what we do on the day-to-day task. It's more, uh, it, it, it's more than that. And uh, so if we can bring people in uh, that buy into that, that culture, um, that creates an incredible team environment. And uh, a lot of our clients we become peers with, you know, and it's a peer-to-peer relationship uh, where they'll call me on a Sunday and say, hey, Ron, here's what I'm thinking about. What do you think? And, you know, if we can provide it, that's great, but I'll spend the time to, if it was my money, this is how I would spend it. This is how I see it. This is the pro and the con. If we can provide it, great. If not, that's okay, too. You know, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Um so, but I think I think a lot of it in growing the business is again surrounding yourself with very very good team, and uh, you know as I say, my job is to impart the vision and the culture, and you know try to stay out ahead of it with the creativity and the influx of new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I guess uh, just listening to you and kind of thinking about our own business. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you uh, rank? you know, kind of a, an individual's mindset over experience when you're going through that hiring process? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's interesting. Um, 
usually now nowadays um, I have I have uh, several channel managers and managers that basically interview and hire the people, and you know I say guys, okay, get it down to a list that you like, you know that you're comfortable because they're really going to be reporting to you, and they're going to be working with you on the day to day. So, um, you know I look. For those individuals, you know, I look, they need to have uh, perseverance. They need to have grit. They need to have those type of attitudes, right, uh, to get things done. And so they'll narrow it down to several. And then, uh, you know, I sit down with basically just a very informal conversation about here's who, here's who we are. Here's what we expect. Here's why we're excited. Um, and uh, I always go back to that candidate to say, you know, what do you want to get out of this job? How are you going to grow in this job? What can the company do for you? You know, you have to be, you know, you're working not for us, you're working with us. So you're going to help us grow. How do you see that we can help you grow? And I try to put it back on them to try to make it so they're almost interviewing us, Mm -hmm. you know, or interviewing me for the position, Um, you know, because I think it is a two-way street all the time. So it's a little bit unorthodox. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't, I'm pretty, uh, pretty transparent uh, with them as we're bringing new hires on. Yeah, Ron, um, you're talking a lot about, you know, your company culture and how you're staying, you're the visionary, right? You're out in front of it. What are some of the trends that you're seeing or some of the things that you're want to, wanting to push your team towards um, maybe next year, maybe the year after? But what are those visions that you're having already? Yeah, so I, I, I think, you know, with COVID and stuff, I think it's really shifting how people are recreating. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, would, I would say, too, Tammy, that, I mean, this is a great business because I do believe the recreation business is one of the only recession-proof businesses. Right. Because no matter what the case, people are always going to recreate. They're going to change how they do it right, based on the, the economics and, and how things happen, but they always are going to recreate. So, so in, in saying that, we've seen some significant recreational shifts um, this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of summer camp customers. 80% of summer camps were closed last year, so they're opening this year. Um, you know, we're getting into uh, – um, uh, uh, we're getting into products that help sanitize and protect spaces uh, for uh, so we can keep people safe. Uh, we're uh, doing dock designs and, and waterfront designs that enable uh, smaller groups to go out and do activities where before you would have a very large dock and you would be moving, you know, there would be one entrance and one exit and everybody would be passing each other. But for like our summer camp customers, we're creating bubble spaces, you know, especially in day camps where those kids are moving through, you know, in pods. Wow. Um, uh, uh, disc golf was a big, uh, had a big boom last year. Uh, we just launched with Anova Disc Golf, a partnership to be their uh, exclusive representative in the campground and, and summer camp market. And we're working with a number of disc golf designers. You know, again, another great um a great recreation experience that you can move through with, you know, three or six people, right? More, yeah, a little more um, cautious of those safety precautions that we're all kind of looking towards right now, at least for, for the foreseeable future. 
Right, right. So, so we're looking at some of those things. Um, the uh, 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 camping, uh, and I think you guys know this well too, right? I mean, uh, camping in the U.S. just was a had a great year. I think there was what 2.2 million new campers in the U.S. Uh, this last year. So people are experiencing new ways to recreate that they hadn't done before. Um, so camping is changing. Um, what's that experience that people are looking for between glamping or <laughs> the tent camping, you know, the outdoors? So those are some of the things that we're kind of looking at how people are, are, are recreating differently um, and how that affects them. Um, I think on a broader scale, I think uh, splash pads, uh, um, integrating those types of things into open park settings mm-hmm. um, is becoming more and more uh, predominant. Um, the uh, ninja courses, uh, things like that for the outdoor fitness, um, that was very good last year. Uh, you know, as people are getting out to exercise and maybe not in the health club as much uh, in those spaces. Um, so that's another trend that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of times when we think about recreational design, we get um, super excited about the wow factors, right. you know, and certainly, you know, you guys bring sure. some of those wow factors to the parks. But, you know, as you mentioned earlier, it's just as important to have make sure we've got that active, exciting recreation balanced with, you know, passive recreation. So we still see, you know, really high demand for just basic walking trails, pavilions, areas to gather with our family, right. to play long games and things like that. So it's, it's understanding that holistic package of what people are looking for when they select a destination and appealing to all their senses when they're in that place. And, and you know, Tammy, you meant you asked about trends and, and then just thinking about, I think the trend that we've seen over the last several years is um, people want to get back to nature um, you know, kids have nature deficit disorder. There's studies on it. There's too much video gaming and things. So bringing, getting back to nature, um, active recreation. We struggle with obesity here in the U.S., you know, um, so getting people active and moving uh, and sustainability. Um, so I think one of the trends, and we kind of address it with our woe zones with Empire Recreation Management, but, you know, we're seeing communities and owners that are, uh, you know, we're designing lakes and digging man-made <laughs> lakes, uh, filling them with water, creating recreation ponds, uh, zones, and then treating that water through aquatic biology um, with enzymes and aeration to make a, you know, make a beach um, wow. to create this outdoor open water recreation space. Um, so we're definitely seeing a trend towards, towards that as well. Um, we've had a number of clients that just have had, you know, open ag fields that they've turned into, you know, and, and it's definitely like where we met in uh, Caledonia, Wisconsin at Bear Paw Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, they dug a three and a half acre, three and a half acre lake, designed the beach and all the recreation around it just to create that active, sustainable uh, recreation model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it goes back to what we started talking about earlier. It's all about that experience. Right. And we're looking for yeah. that we're for different, unique experiences that accommodate our entire group, you know, we can do together. I love that the term that the nature deficit disorder. I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> that <was a> <laughs> Your kids that. wouldn't have that problem, would they? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> certainly certainly not by not 
my choice. Um, so, Ron, it's been really great talking with you, and I want our um, listeners to be able to get a hold of you if they can. Is there a website or a phone number they can reach you at? Sure. They, our website, they can uh, see us at uh, uh, CRS, the number four, rec.com, CRS4rec.com. Uh, our number here is 877-896-8442. Um, or they could email me directly at ron at CRS4rec. Awesome. Thank you, Ron. Well, this has been a real pleasure. I really uh, thank you so much for having me and uh, uh, love, to, love chatting with you guys about recreation and, and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's great. Yeah, you're reminding me that I need to book another vacation here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. That could be a whole podcast on its own. Right. You know, we're <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That's we great. love working with you. We look forward to uh, more projects in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Ron. Thank you.